we set our sights on the end, rejection, sacrifice, and resurrection. It's about God's work through Jesus to fulfill the covenant. By covenant, I mean God's decision to reach into humanity and save in the form of a promise to Abraham, calling him into a relationship and promising a great nation, promising land, a place to live, and that through him the nations would be blessed. But Peter didn't see it. He didn't see Jesus' rejection and sacrifice as the way forward, and he tells Jesus so. Better be careful what you tell Jesus. And so Peter is rebuked. You are thinking human thoughts, not God's thoughts. You might have guessed by Tripp's playing that ever since I was a little boy, I've loved Star Wars. On one of my birthdays, and that was when VHS recorders were still very new, my grandfather recorded Empire Strikes Back for me. The saga of light and dark, good and evil, best intentions twisted into torment. And so you remember young Luke Skywalker fighting Darth Vader, only to find out that Vader was really his father, a truth hidden from him. And so Luke confronts his mentor, complaining, why didn't you tell me? Obi-Wan Kenobi, in that wise British accent, addresses his student and says, Luke, you're going to find that many of the truths we cling to depend greatly on our own point of view. Truth is often what we make of it. You heard what you wanted to hear and believed what you wanted to believe. Well, Peter's experience as a Jew, that formed his views and his hopes for Jesus, for the Messiah. And it was wrapped up in the cleansing and rebuilding of the temple, defeating the enemy threatening God's people and bringing justice, that rich, restoring, purging, healing power to bear in Israel and through Israel to the world. God's plan to achieve that reality, different than Peter's, again, thinking from a human's point of view, hearing and seeing what you want, a perspective that clouds and hides the truth. Same is true for us as we seek God and try to understand His will for our ways, but we, unlike Peter, we have the whole of Scripture, the whole of Jesus' ministry and God's plan revealed to us, and we read it every Sunday. Hopefully you read it in between. We are then invited, encouraged, and admonished to move beyond our own perspective and prejudices and instead see as God would have us see. It's not as easy as watching Star Wars or any superhero movie and wondering, 
What am I going to do to, do to be a hero in the world? What am I going to do to vanquish the dark side? If that's where you are, you can fall all too easily into seeing only from your own self-interest rather than the deeper plan held by God. And so it takes practice and time. It takes an actual interest to want to be an earnest Christian. When you look out at the world, do you see a poor person as a burden and a blight on society? Do you see a rich person and think selfish and spoiled, a danger to society and the poor? I hope not. Both are children of God with a purpose in God's plan. A way to grow into God's perspective is to take small stories of Scripture and hold them in your mind, wondering about each aspect of the story. And you do that not just in an instant, but over days, over weeks, over months, sometimes over years. For today, two stories you might think about using. And they're ones that I've used in my faith-seeking journey. The first is the rich young ruler. Um, young man, he's seeking, he's asking, um, he's racing up to Jesus, bowing before him, and he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Keep the commandments, Jesus says. The young man was earnest. He said, I've, I've done that all since my youth. Jesus looks at him and says, you lack but one thing. Go, sell everything, give it away, and follow me. The young man turned. He turned away from Jesus and walked away. Too much. Too difficult. But the story didn't end there. Jesus looks at the young man walking away and loves him. God sees each one of us in our own fullness and knows. What would it mean in your life if you looked at people around you, all of them, and love them. Next story, and you know this one, Mary and Martha. One is so busy, the other reveling in the presence of Jesus and hanging on his every word. Martha, the one who is distracted by all of the preparations to host Jesus, complains, tell Mary to help me. Martha, Martha, you are worried and upset about many things. Focus on the one thing. Listen to me. Learn from me. 
What would it mean to you in your life if you set aside all of your present priorities and made Bible study, church attendance, prayer, the one priority of each day? The one that trumps all other to-dos, the first priority. Our gospel reading is one of calling, setting aside all that we think we know, letting go of all we think we know, and following. Being a follower of Jesus, a Christian, it's not a leisurely stroll down the beach but much more like a dangerous hike on a winding trail. As one bishop said about whether the Christian life, our lives, are easy, did we suppose that the kingdom of God would mean merely a few minor adjustments in our daily lives? It's a stark call, onerous and demanding, And it should make each one of us uncomfortable. But then, in that uncomfortableness, Jesus looks at us and loves us. He says, focus. Listen to me. The winding way and discipline of Christian life is a call And still Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke, take my burden upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden light.